Welcome to another Heaping Helping of the Final Scoop Podcast. My name is Robert Chinesky, Supplement Engineer. Joining me as always, <laughs> my international panel of experts, insiders, influencers, and smart asses. And Lucas Troublemaker Rakowski, Prometheus Intelligence Sports Technology, Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition, and Lord Shane, overseer of uh, Mordor, is not descended from his throne yet, so he will be joining us at some point. He's probably off getting McDonald's or, or something. Lord knows he's never actually doing any real work here. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. As always, post up any comments, questions, queries, quips, smart-ass remarks you might have for us, and we'll get to anything and everything over the course of our uh, tenure with you here today. Uh, how was life, Robbie? How was the expo that you were at last week? I, was, I went to meet up with a manufacturer, and also they had um, they had an anniversary, I think, four-year anniversary for Nutrition Store. Uh, mm -hmm. Had an anniversary in South Carolina. So uh, we went on Saturday to visit them. It was very nice. They very nice group of people, very laid back. It was a lot of fun. How was the turnout? Because it was what you had the... You had this Doug stores about a month or two back, and you've been to the Aries Nutrition thing, wasn't that a, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago too? How yeah. was the the turnout? Are these kind of the same kind of events? Are they a little bit different? They're a little bit different because I think that um, Patrick is very he takes his organizing very very seriously. So I mean, of course, you know, I mean, Aries Nutrition is a local spot, so it's a little bit easier for me to see what he's done. Mm -hmm. Eric and uh, Patrick is a personal friend, so I see him pretty much on a weekly basis. Um, so it's very hard for me to compare um, nutrition corners. It's more of a, I don't know, it, it, although it's like fun and, and laid back, but it's still a very, it feels very official um, because you have like, uh, you know, people from, from different uh, brands and, uh, you know, sort of celebrities coming, but it still feels very nutrition corners event, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, Aris nutrition, it's slightly different. Uh, it's more uh, kind of a hangout thing. So I f it feels a little bit more, not necessarily fun, yeah. but it's a little bit more laid back. And uh, I think it's the same crowd. So it's almost like same crowd that goes to the same nightclub week after week. So that, that's a feel that you get. With Nutrition Store, I think that uh, the guys who are running Nutrition Store, they kind of like the stars of the show. Mm -hmm because of their personalities. You know, they they joking around and they're having fun. They, they're literally having a blast. They don't, you know, if nutrition corners and Aris Nutrition, obviously treating it as business because it is business after all. Yeah. Um, it seems like nutrition store is more like, okay, let's get together. Let's just have some fun. So I, I, there is definitely difference in terms of like the, how the three of them kind of running things. Mm -hmm. But um, I wouldn't say that one is better than the other one. I think you just have different approaches. That's all. Okay. I'm saying. What's new in Poland, Lucas? Well, it was a busy week today, so uh, I'm just like I'm tired, man. <laughs> it, it was it was really really rough uh, week for me, and uh, yeah, but I'm happy, you know, to have a weekend right now and sit with my good friends here at the. Final scoop and just chit chat, talk some shit, and just like relax, you know, as as we all know. Yeah. But I'm also I'm also happy. I'm also happy to see Robbie because he we we are missing him big time last week. So I'm glad to see his pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Uh, do you have a typical routine that you do every uh, 
week, Lucas? Like, do you have a set schedule every weekend? Or is it kind of just whatever kind of goes? Or do you have a, a typical thing that you'll do? You mean week or weekend? Only like a Saturday, Sunday. Uh, today I was cleaning up the house because my mom is coming uh, soon from my grandma's uh, house. So I have to like make sure everything is spotless. Yeah. Plus I got some I got some visitors. I got some birds and they had a nest. So I had to like take care of that. Uh-huh. And you know, when it comes to birds, you don't they don't give a fuck about your household. So yeah. they decided to not only make a nest, but they also uh, made made for themselves like a public uh, toilet. So the shit was basically everywhere. So I had to clean that up as well. Yeah. Uh, the weather the weather wasn't you know wasn't good as well because it was like raining for like four hours. So. I had to delay some work, but I did some some stuff at home. But you know, besides that, you know, my my weekends are, are normally like chilling. During the time, I'm I'm, I'm uh, handling some like meal prepping, going to stores just to like uh, you know stock up for the entire week and just make sure that all my meals are prepared. So just to make sure that I'm like all covered up and it's easier for me that way because. I don't have to think about it, you know, during the week when I have like all the, the the work, you know, meeting with clients, you know, plus right now it's like a hot, hot season, you know, and I'm happy to see that, you know, clients are starting to pick up, you know, and, you know, everything is moving forward. You don't see this like this fucking pandemic no more. So that's good. The only, the only thing that bothers me still is the Ukraine uh, situation. It's still a it's still a hot topic, you know. And but I've uh, I had a chat with few of my partners down there, mm-hmm. and I'm glad because they like few of my partners made an order. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see that you know that the business out there is picking up. But they're like they're still saying we are fighting the the Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing my best to to support these guys and and yeah. Good deal. Uh, first question of the day, TR Hitman. With the new perception on dicaffeine malate, is Robbie looking to swap it out going forward for something like Zoom XR or just stick to a single source of caffeine? Hmm. Um. I'm I'm not the type of person to buy into anything that is, uh, you know, the latest trend or something like that. Uh, what I do know is is that um, we've been using dicaffeine malate for the past I don't know five years I think probably five years, and uh, I mean the results speak for themselves. Every pre workout that we had was a huge success while everybody was using theanine me and Robert were saying, well, you're fucking morons because, you know, theanine is shit, you know, and doesn't belong in pre-workouts, but who listened to us? Nobody, you know, I mean, we're just small fish in a big pond of idiots. So, you know, um, people still use theanine, probably a little bit less, but they still use it because they believe that that's the way to prevent crash 
from uh, from the caffeine, you know, whatever that means. We're not that smart, so I guess we don't understand what that's all about. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I remember Mark Leisure was here and he was saying that that's his way of doing it, even though lately I don't see him doing it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with theanine. But, uh, you know, instead of using uh, theanine again, we use caffeine malate because we believe that it, uh, well, number one, I'm not a big believer in caffeine crash. I mean, I'm not that, you know, not a strong believer because uh, caffeine anhydrous lasts in the body, what, Robert, three, four hours, whatever it is. It's got a half-life of five and a half hours on average, but oh, like there's hours. some individual variation there. Like some people so might metabolize is, a little bit faster. On average, it's like five, five and a half hours. So half in reality, you don't even need, if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong anytime and, you know, chime in, uh, Robert, if you want, or Lucas. I honestly don't think you actually need that caffeine, malice, so to speak, because if you're taking a pre-workout, you're taking a pre-workout, what, 20 minutes, half an hour before the workout, that's the average. And who works out for five for five hours? Only idiots, you know. On average, uh, you know, or endurance hour, athletes. Hour, yeah, an hour, two hours, three hours. But I mean, I don't know anyone who would want to work out for five or five, uh, four or five hours. So in reality, the caffeine ingestion that you take pre-workout from caffeine and anhydrous is more than enough to last you through, uh, throughout the uh, the workout. So after the workout, if you're exhausted and you're tired, it's because you trained very very hard. And you're going to go and you're going to fucking rest. So I really don't give a fuck if I crash, although I never really did. Honestly, I think I kind of came close to the word crash. It's probably from DMAA, but I could be wrong. So don't take my word for it. It's just like yeah. a personal kind of feeling. So I'm not a big believer in crash. I, you know, I think that a good pre-workout will make you last with just caffeine and hydrous. But nevertheless, we use the caffeine Mali throughout, you know, every pre-workout that we had. <clears throat> and we had absolutely no issues. Everybody loved it. So just because of the latest trend or hype or whatever it is, I'm not going to look into like, oh, look, you know, I'm going to follow everybody like a fucking sheep and I'm going to do what everybody else does. Nevertheless, we do have a pre-workout, possibly two pre-workouts that are coming that are going to be featuring Zoom XR. I mean, it's a great ingredient. So I'm not going to talk shit about it because we will use it. And I think it's great. But I'm definitely not going to go and say, you know, fuck that caffeine melee because all of a sudden somebody decided that it's not good. I mean, we've used it, never had any issues with it. The upcoming overtime is going to have it just like before. Everybody loves overtime. So I don't think that, uh, you know, it's going away. So now I'm not going to follow what anyone else says because I follow whatever works, whatever the data shows and whatever we believe in works and whatever is proven to work. So, uh not jumping on a bandwagon for sure but you know I mean, what on the on the other on, of course on the oh, so, sorry sorry to interrupt no um, on the other on the other hand i just want to say that you've always been smart when it comes to like your formulas and i think that you know if you will notice that there are like better ingredients i'm sure that your yeah. next formula will We'll we'll have these upgrades and we'll improve with 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 the, with the trends. So, you know that's why that's why you have these iterations as far as far as like hooligan from V1 to V6. The the formula is still improving and it gets better and better and better. Just like you evolving with your life, you evolving with your with your line and and, and your products. I agree. Yeah, because the thing is, is that although. 
uh, you know, I mean, um, again, Robert and, and Lucas, you, you guys seen, I mean, there is like a hyped up ingredient that comes out, if not daily, then weekly, but definitely monthly all the time. And uh, I would say, you know, just just a rough estimate, but I would say what, like, just as generously being very, very generous, 75 or 80 percent out of those new ingredients, revolutionary ingredients are hype and shit and crap. But yet everybody's fighting who's going to release them first because they're the new best thing, <coughs> even though there is anecdotal reports and there is absolutely no uh, substantial data behind them. So I would say one out of 10 that is actually any good. But, you know, when was the last time we saw anything that literally fucking put the industry upside down on its head? I mean, I don't remember anything that came out that was like, Holy mother of God, you know, this is it, you know, the, the new creatine or the new nitrates or some shit like that it just doesn't happen. There are a couple of good ingredients that came out. I mean, let's be honest, uh, uh, Zoom XR is, is a very good ingredient, but is it something that we cannot live without? No, I mean, we can definitely find a substitute and, you know, and move on. So there is nothing exciting, but Lucas is right. You know, I mean, if something comes out and something is really, really good and something innovative and promising, we will try to use it. But, uh, you know, we fell for it as well. I mean, I remember uh, Robert and I now talk shit about S7 pretty much every other show. But let's be honest, we had S7 in bare knuckle. So, you know guilty in that as well you know i mean i've used something that was all hype and then when it proved to be shit we removed it but even today you have some very reputable brands without going into detail they still including s7 despite the fact that now it's pretty much proven not that it's shit but it's pretty much proven that it's nothing special you know it's mostly hype that's all it is but they're still using it because it has the little rtm at the end that's it yeah, and I think going back to the original question from Hitman, with uh, I think he was referencing the conversation we had with Bruce uh, Neller, where Bruce was saying there's there's really no data that we can find where it shows that caffeine is actually bonded. It, it's it's kind of like the citrulline malate thing, where they're just throwing a bunch of malic acid in a tub with caffeine, giving it in a good shake, and they're you know it's we're playing on this thing of or the the general idea that's permeated throughout the supplement industry is that this how has somehow slowed the release on malate and it's something i fell for too or i just i i came into this industry that was the common narrative but you start looking into any research and there is none there's nothing on dicaffeine malate i can't find anything on it caffeine citrate there is some that's actually a pharmaceutical like it's a it's a drug it should be prescribed but there's nothing on dicaffeine malate there's no actual bonding there's no way that from what bruce is telling me if i Miss relay this then apologies to bruce because he explained this much more eloquently than i did but it basically it's not possible to combine them like you can't bond them together like you could like creatine to nitrate or citrulline to nitrate you could ionically bond citrulline and malate but there's something with the way the molecules are that you can't actually bond them together and so his whole thing is it's more of a hoax than it's actually imparting any kind of benefit because in theory Say you've got the caffeine and just the malate together and you put them in the tub and you shake them. Well, then if you have caffeine anhydrous with citrulline malate together in a pre-workout, which vast majority of pre-workouts do, you should be getting those benefits from the malate component right there. So it's been to a further extent, by what mechanism is the malate actually 
delaying the the release of caffeine into the body and so it's it's just when him and i had that conversation it, it gave me a lot of stuff to just think about in my brain i thought okay is this is this something that we've kind of gotten just everybody has convinced themselves by talking to each other and nobody's ever actually vetted this fully of do we have any real research on caffeine malate do we actually know or is this just kind of this is what we think could happen so it, it's it's something it's just it's food for thought the, the, way, the way I see it with that caffeine melanin, like I said, because if you look at it again, you can use just caffeine on hydrates, just that. Yeah. I mean, even the, the thing is, like you said, citrate, yeah, there is data that it's like fast acting and stuff like that. But in reality is, it's not that much okay, faster on and it's going to be more than enough. Yeah. So in reality, if you have an instead of citrate and malate, you still pretty much covered because it's yeah. still going to hit you within like certain what 15 20 minutes it's going to enter the bloodstream so you're going to start feeling it and it's going to last for a good couple of hours so you pretty much covered you know it's not like you're going to crash people don't walk around buying you know starbucks and coffees and espressos and crash i don't see it i don't see people crashing you know somebody invented that and somebody goes like well i don't want that craziness and jitters so i use theanine but you want the energy and you want that that feel that's the reason why you're taking it why would you want to fucking calm it down so it makes no sense mm -hmm. in reality if you just use an hydrus you pretty much cover so the way i always saw that caffeine melee and, and again i mean there is a possibility because we don't know exactly like does it really delay does it really extend do you know how i look at it i look at it as a cool not even cool as an extra oh that's a good that, that, that that's a good uh word to use it's an extra caffeine to caffeine that's how i look at it so you just have more caffeine to caffeine anhydrous so instead of say for example if you have 300 milligram of caffeine from caffeine anhydrous and now you have 200 milligrams of caffeine dimale in reality you just have 500 milligram of caffeine so you have more caffeine that's that's the way i look at it so it's going to last you longer it's going to be stronger and that's about it but it's not like it's like you put in uh caffeine melon there is no caffeine there is it's just the question is does it really prolong how long does it prolong we don't yeah. have data so you know what you just have caffeine in your system uh from two sources certain amount for a couple of hours and let it go as long as it's not going to harm you and it's not going to diminish the results or anything like that who really gives a shit yet we have ingredients that are hyping up to be this these amazing ingredients these amazing revolutionary new things that are gonna they claim possibly can do something amazing to your body. I mean, look how many types of creatine we have. But in reality, do we really need them? The answer is no. You know what? Because creatine is creatine. You can just get by with creatine monohydrate and you're good to go. Will creatine HCL hurt you? Does it not have enough creatine? No, it's, it's creatine. But at the end of the day, it's just fucking creatine. You know, it looks cool when you have two, three, four, ten sources of creatine. It's nice it's it's good for marketing but at the end of the day you just have creatine yeah you yeah. know it's like um you know testosterone they have different types of testosterone propionate which is like fast acting uh, testosterone that lasts in your body for like two three days you have test testosterone sipinate that is has half-life of the five days or something like no actually about two weeks i believe and then you have sustenon that combines four types of testosterone and, uh, you know, Dave Palombo always said, and he is absolutely right, you just have testosterone in your body. That's all it is. You know, 
it lasts longer, it lasts, uh, you know, shorter period of time. But at the end of the day, testosterone is testosterone. So caffeine is caffeine. Mm. Follow-up from TR Hitman. By the way, Universal Soldier has been amazing. The only issue is that it is too good. I find I want to give myself harder tasks to use the full benefits. You nailed it again. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the the idea was to make something that is a little bit more, and as much as, much as I hate it, mainstream, you know, I mean, I, I, as much as people are sending, like, can give me credit all the time, but Robert came with some very, very, very solid ingredients uh, with uridine. I mean, that's that ingredient you know, is definitely very much forgotten and people talk about it. And I remember Lucas jump all over that bitch because uh, it's just, you know, such a good ingredient and it complements the formula so well. So I think that the product is great. We currently working on, uh, Robert, I will tell the truth. <laughs> I will tell the secret, I guess. We're working right now on absolutely no caffeine, a universal soldier. Um, you know, it's going to be, a, a, even though Universal Soldier is only 200 milligram of caffeine, this uh, is going to be stem free completely, um, basically same formula. It's going to be released in a couple of months, but the formula is kick-ass. I mean, I'm taking it basically, um, I've, took, I've taken it, I think, two or three times when I was working out. Uh, with Lionheart, I really enjoyed that combination. Yeah. But most of the time, just computer work. I mean, I, you just sit in front of the computer, you really feel good. Yeah, that's good stuff. So basically, universal sol soldier without bazooka. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also, the next combo for you to try, stack bloody hell caps with Kana. Oh. Hi, Shane. We can can hear you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've had a nice week. It's been cool the internet in my hotel is is as small as a dick here as you can ever get it's just i went down to a to get a, a local sim card remember last week uh, wi-fi was like two megabytes a second and i was yeah. barely getting like it was taking me 30 seconds to upload a picture to stack it was fucking ridiculous so i and and i had a i had a roaming sim card as well so I was using my data because 4G data is faster than Wi-Fi in some places. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I was roaming with my data from the UK, and, and it works during the day. But between the hours of 8 and midnight, it gets sh shut down like fucking no one's business to in a, a megabyte. And uh, like, oh, and uh, I know that, like when 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 um, you know, you, you if I buy a singer, then I get to like. Shane, I don't Shane, I don't understand anything you're saying right now. You sound like ET. You sound you sound like ET. Is it breaking up? Bad. Yeah, he's he's breaking up bad. God damn it! See, that was better. That was clear. <laughs> Stay angry. That helps. It, 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 it's shit. I went and bought a separate SIM card, and it's still shit. I can hear you guys good. Uh, now, but... now it's better. Now, now it's better, but you were breaking for like a few, few seconds ago, and now it's, it's, it's better. Can you say something right now, maybe? 
Okay. How about now? I'm in the yeah. middle of my my outdoor setting, surrounded by lizards. Much better. But that's all good. Yeah, that's much better. So tell, the, the, tell, the internet slows the, down between eight to twelve. Tell the receptionist to block the porn sites so you will have a signal. That's what I thought. No, but that, but that, that, it wouldn't necessarily. Like I said, I was working for a phone company, and, and from my understanding, I'm assuming I went and bought a local SIM card, which would theoretically not slow down the speed because it's local. Because uh, you can get throttling if you're roaming with another network in another country. Uh, but I got a local SIM card, same problem. Between eight is, hours of 8 and 12, my internet is less than a kilobyte, a megabyte a second. It is painfully so uh, That's why I am blind again this week. I have no camera, so I can have enough speed to send through my beautiful voice and uh, still communicate. There we go. Still, it's good to uh, to hear you, and it's nice to see the the stacks uh, sign bouncing. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks balls. It sucks the <laughs> biggest, juiciest, sweatiest nutsack in the world. Are you going to be back in your normal habitat next week, or are you still in the Greek Isles next week? No, 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 no. I'm going back uh, two days uh, or okay. tomorrow. Okay. Good. Uh, TR Hitman. Next combo, try stacking Bloody Hell with Kana as a bedroom performance stack. The natural SSRI properties of Kana help to last longer, plus the extra blood flow Bloody Hell is a wombo combo. I find that interesting only because I was working on an article for another client yesterday about the link between serotonin and depression. And SSRIs have been common, like that, that's the, the common line of thinking that everybody's thought of since like the 1960s is that low serotonin, chemical imbalance, depression. But they've had a couple of recent meta-analyses come out lately showing that that serotonin link, that serotonin depression link isn't as solid or of an association as we once believed. Um, where they've prescribed some SSRIs, and that's, you know, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It keeps higher serotonin levels circulating in your body to kind of correct that mood imbalance. Um, those, while they provide a temporary boost in serotonin levels to kind of lift you out of that, that depressive state you're in, over the long term, it actually leads to lower resting serotonin levels. So prolonged use of SSRIs um, can actually, it, it causes like a, there's a, a counter mechanism in your body, like some kind of negative feedback loop or something like that, where your body will switch things off and makes it less sensitive to those SSRIs. And you ultimately end up with lower serotonin levels than if you had never gotten on the SSRIs in the first place. Plus, the other side effects of SSRIs are sexual dysfunction. So it, it, you have problems getting an erection, performance, all that other stuff. So I find it, I find it interesting that the Kana would, would complement the effects of bloody hell, or at least in TR Hitman's case. Um, so that was a long-winded answer to that. But that's, that's interesting. I like Kana. Um, I've never tried it with bloody hell or in the uh, bedroom performance uh, application. It does sound, I mean, yeah, thanks for the, for, the, for the advice. I mean, that's actually very, very interesting to try it uh, with bloody hell or maybe, you know, one of those uh, sexual performance <laughs> supplements. But, um, I, I mean, in theory, it does make sense, though. You're talking about the Kana or you're talking about the bloody hell? 
Uh, no, Kana. Kana, that, uh, you know, I mean, in theory, it does sound like, I mean, it's a very interesting compound because if you look at it, like uh, reading all the studies about it, when it comes to practical application, you have people like really split on that. Some people absolutely love it. And some people yeah. say that it's uh, completely, I mean, almost useless. So it's a very, very interesting ingredient. I think it's fascinating because um, maybe it has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, generic canna is, uh, you know, even the dosages you see all over the place. I actually talked about canna with a manufacturer last week. Mm -hmm. And he said something to the effect, he goes, if you use Canaese, the, um, the trademark Canna yeah. from South Africa, he says the 50 milligram, he says, definitely hits the spot. I didn't argue with him. I didn't say, I mean, we use it as well. We use it in two or three um, different products. But it was very, very interesting that he said that. He goes, uh, if it's Canaese, he says, you can use 50 milligram and you definitely feel it. He says, if you use generic canna, he says, we had uh, some that we use with other products. You can go as high as 200, 300, 500. He says, you don't feel shit. Um, he goes, so it's a very, very interesting ingredient. So, I, you know, we did talk about it yesterday because for the most part, um, you know, we're talking about generic and trademark ingredients. And for most part, you can use generic and they're just as good as trademark. So sometimes you're overpaying for something that you don't need to. Yeah. But in some cases, I guess it holds true that the trademark ingredients are in fact superior. Uh, probably not in most cases, I would even probably say minority you know, uh, but um, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting about cannabis. I mean, definitely very interesting ingredient because without going into any medical or, or any research uh, conversations, when it comes to it, people are definitely kind of split. Uh, they divide it when it comes to it. So my question is, is, is it because cannabis uh, is far superior to generic version or maybe yeah version on the market is just crap um that it's both that that, that that that's actually for you to answer robert i mean what do you think yeah well no both Kanaese and zembrin zembrin is the branded one that plt health makes that is standardized i think to not less than 0.5 percent alkaloids and mesembrin is like the main ass kicking alkaloid that's in Kanaese. so generic kana just has a, a broad spectrum of whatever the hell is in the crop when they you know they harvest it they mulch it up, they dehydrate it, put it in a little powder, and then that's it. That's why in like Gorilla Chemist's products, they have a thousand milligrams of it or 500 milligrams, however much of it is. Whereas Kanaese and Zembrin, you only get like 25 to 50 milligrams. You really don't need to go much higher than that. Because um, mm -hmm. of that, that th this is one of the cases where I will opt for the branded ingredient over the generic. Okay, but what, what, what in your opinion, like say, for example, you know, I mean, from a marketing perspective, we usually tend to believe or the consumer tends to believe more is better. So when you see, for example, and again, I'm not trying to cause any controversy or talk mm -hmm. shit. I'm just being yeah. completely, I'm trying to step away from, you know, from the fact that I'm connected, obviously, to Paul Nutrition. But for, say, yeah. for example, like we have Canaese Universal Soldier, right? Mm -hmm. But it has Canaese at 50 milligram. Right. Now you have Gorilla Chemist. He has, like you said, I believe. I believe a thousand milligram of. Uh, he used to, I don't know if it's still in there. I'll pull that up. I don't want to speak out of turn. For most part, uh, the consumer is impressed with more is better. So that's where the conversation comes. Like, well, Apollon's giving us only twenty. Uh, you know, uh, a small percentage of what 
guerrilla chemist is giving us. So maybe a palm is underdosing canna. So that's, and I've heard that already, like why only 50 milligrams of canna eats of canna? Yeah, a thousand milligrams, 500 milligrams in a single scoop, a thousand milligrams in two scoops. Well, that's the, that's the thing. When you are using canaise, that's that's like more pure and it's also like more powerful, in my opinion. That's why you you don't need that much, and that's why you know it's also but, necessary yeah. to to educate, to educate the cost consumer, you know, about that fact. And that's why that's why we are here and we are like presenting the facts. So when that's the exact same situation is with like with berberine and super berberine. Like let's say you know for the for the same effect, you know you need like twice as much of berberine than than super berberine, which is uh, which is also more superior than, than than normal berberine, you know. And you can like found other compounds, you know that let's say you know somewhere like branded and have like you know you can use them le you can use less less of them, but have. Um, Similar effect or even better effect, you know? It just probably can get a little bit confusing for the uh, for the consumer where he sees one product with a thousand and the other product with fifty, you know, based on the same ingredient, and they go like, "Okay, what the fuck? Why such substantial difference?" Yeah, I yeah. think. Well, then they, we. The brand using the, the trademark version has to do a good job of advertising why they're using that particular form or just the consumer themselves needs to understand why is there such a varying dose on this. And that puts, they have to, you know, if they're going to investigate and want to use a particular product, they have to take some, you know, ownership and responsibility as far as investigating, okay, if I'm going to take this, what is the right dose to take and what is the right form of this thing to take, especially with supplements? And I mean, I understand that's asking a lot of the consumer, but if you're going to put something in your body, I mean, it just, it doesn't take a whole lot of legwork to just kind of look at something and say, all right, I, if I'm going to put in this, and I want to feel comfortable about doing this. I should have the the foresight and the responsibility of the, you know, the care for myself to want to go investigate what the hell I'm putting into my body. Um, yeah. From, you know, not only from the consumer standpoint, but also from the brand standpoint, when you're like marketing your products, you also need to take to consideration all these facts, you know, and, when you're like explaining, uh, you know, all your products, not only on like, let's say your website, but also to your like partners, like retailers, wholesalers, they also need to know about that. So when they're like selling products to day consumers, you know, they also need to like explain to them, listen, this product is this and that because this, it contains this and that, you know, so it shouldn't, that's, that's why, you know, when I when I'm uh, working here in Poland, like many many uh, clients are, you know, asking me, can I do some like some type some type some type of like consulting or like even like you know brand presentation, so their consumers will have a chance, you know, to to have a glimpse or you know what type of products we offer, so they will know at the end what they can tell to consumers, right? So education is really important at the end of the day. Agreed. I'm trying to see if they list the standardization, but I, I know it's usually not less than. That's why you see the NLT 0.5% on there. Let's see if I can find it. Hey, by the way, do, do we have any, any other questions right now? Because I got got few. Give me one second. 
Okay. I'll, I'll hunt in the background while you, uh, let's see, we got blood flow ingredients to counteract potential ED effects of Kana. Maybe. It's possible. Like, I understand that you're getting the this, this serotonin high, but if you're already in the bedroom, shouldn't you be getting a pretty good hit of oxytocin and, uh, you know, uh, serotonin in there already? But it, it might be something to try. I'll talk to Sandy. By the way, something out. By the way you, you talked about SSRIs. Yeah. I just want to, like, and I, I wanted to, like, ask, have you ever, like, you and, and Robbie, have you ever, like, considered adding Kana to, let's say, like a hormonal support type of a product, because you got you have you, you have the, your uh, heart target right. Mm -hmm. and would you would you consider adding Kana to to this mix? That's a good point. I don't know because I see that's one of those things. I don't think you should be taking it every day. That's, that's kind of one of those things I, I get a little worried about. Any of those like serotonin reuptake inhibitors, like Huperzine, I'm not going to take that every day. I'm not going to take Zembrin or Kana every day. It should be cycled, used sparingly. Um, so I probably not, because those hormone optimization things, you're probably using that for a solid 30 to 60 days in a row. So I would, yeah. I would be very wary of taking that every day short of a doctor's recommendation. So, mm. yeah, that's me. Cool. Um, all right. So what's your other question, Lucas? Yeah, I got a question from... Uh... You guys, they hit me up. So the first one was from a consumer standpoint: Is it important for you um, when the brand releases multiple flavors of their products, or it plays a secondary ro role? Okay, say it again. From consumer standpoint, is it important for you when brand releases multiple flavors of their products, or it plays a secondary role. Hmm. Okay, so do I think, should the product, so if I'm understanding this right, what's more important, the number of flavors I'm launching or the product itself? Is that what they're getting at? Yeah, if, let's say you you, ha you have your own brand, right? Mm -hmm. And you're you're like, you're a brand owner. So basically, let's say every, every month you're releasing your pro the exact same product but in a different flavor right right and you got you got a different brand owner that puts more emphasis into releasing more skews instead of flavors so this 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 guy asks is it important in overall you know to have like multiple flavors of the exact same product or more skews uh, that's a good one I would probably, I'd say as a minimum, you probably need to have two to three flavors of a product. And but outside, I don't know if you need to get into like Cellucor territory where you have 10 different flavors of a given pre-workout, unless you are that size company, like you are optimum Cellucor BSN size and you've got the money in the budget. But if you're a small to a mid-tier company, I, I really only think you need to have maybe two to three options per product. And maybe for your aminos, you can go five or seven flavors because that's pretty cheap. Um, but some of those other ones, I yeah, I don't know. But that's the way I would approach it as, a, as an owner, which I'm thankfully I'm not. So, uh, Robbie, um, you know, I, there are so many different SKUs right now, and uh, so so many different uh, types of products that that, that, that you have. And it's very very hard to establish, I guess, uh, 
what's good and what's not so good. And I, I don't mean from a point of, you know, what's effective and what's not effective. I mean, just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking from a pure marketing standpoint where what consumer is buying and what consumer is not buying. Because let's face it, sometimes the consumer is buying shit products just because. I mean, there is uh, there are so many uh, reasons for that. Like, for example, right, and again, I'm very transparent with you guys and I'm very transparent with you know, our viewers and fans and whatnot. So I'll be honest, like, for example, if you take Chainsaw, right? So we have Chainsaw BCA product. Um, it has a good ratio of BCAs and it has shitload of electrolytes. In fact, it has more electrolytes than some of the those recovery products that are so popular these days. Yeah. But nevertheless, Chainsaw is not very hot seller when it comes to retail stores. Uh, at least in the United States, in Europe, uh, BCAs are still like doing great. But in the United States, I wouldn't say that we're selling a lot to different stores. Direct to consumer, on the other hand, we're doing very well with Chainsaw. So, you know, like it's again, different approaches. Uh, so, saying that, again, the, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into conversation about BCAs versus EAAs. I'm just saying that that's a fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes certain SKUs are good. Uh, but they don't sell. And sometimes some certain SKUs are shit, but they sell like crazy. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, actually, I tend to agree with Robert. Like, for example, you know, these bigger companies, like, for example, Olmex, right? Olmex has insane uh, number of different flavors. Uh, yeah. Just shit lot of flavors. Uh, why? I think because they can afford it. You know, I think they yeah. can afford it. I think that it's not a big deal for them and that's it. But uh, for smaller brands or even intermediate, like uh, medium level brands, I think it's a loss of money, you know, because again, and, you know, I sound like a, I may sound like a broken record, but uh, chocolate and vanilla, that's it. In the United States, chocolate and vanilla, all over the world, chocolate and vanilla, that's what sells. Uh, we're doing great with caramel macchiato. We're doing great with peanut butter cookie. Um, we're doing less good with strawberry um but uh you know we're doing pretty good with uh ruby chocolate but ruby chocolate is a very new flavor so people are trying it mm -hmm. and at the end of the day we only released it as a limited release but uh if you take ruby chocolate for example so robert reviewed it with sandy they both liked it as far as i could tell they both liked it neither mm -hmm. one of them was like crazy about it where they went like oh my god this is like a breakthrough flavor that i'm going to be using on a daily basis they normal people they still going to go with chocolate well sandy is a question mark she's still she's out she's there. out there she's out there uh but uh in all seriousness you know what they're not wrong chocolate and vanilla is the way to go period so uh, they liked it. They liked it a lot. On the other hand, yesterday, I had a text message from a friend of mine who said that uh, ruby chocolate is the best tasting flavor he has ever had bar none. It's the greatest flavor ever. Is he wrong? He's not. That's his personal preference. Will ruby chocolate be selling like chocolate and vanilla? Fuck no. There is no fucking way. You know, I mean, it will sell good. I'm pretty sure we're going to sell out considering that it's a limited release. It's never going to match it. So now the question remains is, should we release uh, these strawberry and, um, and I don't know, banana nut and uh, apple pie and, and the cinnamon swirl and all those flavors? they all good flavors. They All of them are phenomenal. And all of them have fans. 
if you try our uh, fruit cereal, it's insanely good. But again, it will never match chocolate and vanilla, plain and simple. So I don't see a reason for a brand to release more than three, maybe four at the most consistent flavors that are going to sell, especially if they're good selling flavors in demand. I don't see a reason for that. Yes, you throw like maybe a seasonal flavor. Maybe you throw mm -hmm. something like, you know, we did with Caramel Macchiato and you go like, oh, fuck, you know, that sells great. We're going to leave it. I don't think so. I just, it, uh, you know, people are going, you know, there are so many experts and they're going to go and like, you know what you should have? You should have a banana flavor. Well, you know what I, I think you should do? You should go fuck yourself because it's not your money. It's not your investment. It's not, you don't have to go through the flavoring process. You don't have to go through the headache. You don't have to go through the worrying. Oh, look, I love the flavor and it will definitely sell just because I love it. No. Your opinion is completely irrelevant. You know what? I'm pretty sure out of four of us, we all have some favorite type of food that we absolutely love. But that does not mean that the consumer, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to share our taste. That's the reason why it's so fucking subjective. And I think you yeah. should go always with what works, with something that is like consistent. Um, there is a flavor that I'm not going to disclose yet because uh, we are still thinking whether to release it or not. And considering assholes in the industry and the copying and shit like that, I'm going to keep it to myself. I'll share with you off the air. But this manufacturer uh, last week told us that there is this flavor that is completely out of this world, that nothing like that has ever, we've never tried anything better than that. I was like, okay, cool. So he sent us a sample. And yesterday we were in the gym. There is four of us or five of us from a palm, and there is a bunch of people training on the gym floor. So say, for example, 10 of us, right? We tried the flavor, and you would be shocked how everything was completely all over the place. One person loves it. Other person fucking hates it. Third person says it's nothing special. Fourth person says, eh, maybe once in a while. So you have so many different opinions with one fucking flavor. Now you go, you go and you ask yourself, you know, a question. Uh, Upon is an average-sized company. I would still say that we are on a smaller side. Do we go, especially considering the prices of protein right now and pro prices of everything else, do we go and invest 2,500 to 5,000 units, shitload of money of a product that people try and they go all over the place? You know, I mean, completely all over. And let's be honest, none of them are wrong. Why? Because they all have their own preference. So who am I to tell you that a certain flavor that you love is not good? I should shut the fuck up because you know what? We just don't share the same opinion. This is not a fact. Flavor is not a fact. Flavor is just an opinion. So that's the reason why I think, you know what? Um, if you're a smaller size, uh, size company, you know, you want to impress, go with something with limited release, you know, test it out, go with the smallest possible batch, once in a blue moon, maybe seasonal, and that's it. Other than that, keep your staples, keep your standard ones, and that's it. And no matter what people tell you, you know, give you advice, oh, you should release this, completely ignore it because it's just, yeah. I'm sorry, just, you know, it's your money, it's your brand, it's your marketing, and, you know, it's you the one who is taking the risk. I was about to ask Shane his thoughts on it, but uh, apparently his, his internet can't stay stable for more than four and a half seconds. Um, you see, nobody could do anything. 
fun of Pol uh, Polish roads anymore after Shane's internet. That that's fucking Polish roads all of a sudden all of a sudden the best <laughs> in the world compared to his internet. And oh my I wish I, I would record him what he sounded like. Yeah. My my internet comparing to his right now is like a five stars. Yeah. <laughs> they are fucking blazing. All right, Shane. The question that Lucas uh, posited was if you were a brand owner, what's more important in your aspect from the consumer's point of view? New flavor releases or new product releases? Is his microphone not working? His internet is not working. Oh, wow. Guess you won't know. Nope. Oh, well. Let's move on. Okay. I got another question. Next question. Right. <laughs> I got another question. Hope, hope that's fine with you guys because I got like yeah, three no, more. Put them all in. We got, we got a ton. Unless uh, any of the other knuckleheads listening to us want to throw in some more questions, feel free. Another question is, is from my, my buddy from the gym. He asked me about it. So I was like, okay, I will like, I will wrote it down and ask that the panel. Okay. So the question was, do you supplement with collagen and do you count it to your overall protein intake per day? I will answer briefly and then pass it on to Robert. So I can't disclose the formula as of yet. But uh, he's releasing. Uh, Paul is releasing collagen product in a matter of about a month. And I'm just going to spoil it right here. I've got the facts panel right here. <laughs> but, uh, you see, I mean, uh, that was that was completely not my thing. I mean, Carolina was insisting on collagen for quite some time, but we did turn to Robert, you know, to help us with the formula for it because uh, it had to be something of Paul's style. I'm not an expert when it comes to collagen. I'll admit. Um, and it's not something that, I, to be honest with you, I've used. But I know it's big with women. I know there is a huge market for it. I kind of started looking into it, and I saw there is a lot of garbage out there that is like complete crap. So uh, Robert and I had this discussion: Can we do a product that is actually good? He said yes, and in you know, pretty much um, him. Uh, Marina had her input, obviously. Uh, came up with uh, you know with the formula and stuff. Uh, so. When it comes to collagen, and especially since we're releasing it, instead of hyping up my own product, uh, I'm just gonna like kick the ball to Robert and let him answer this one. Is Shane alive to where he can respond? He's warm. Okay. Um, uh, uh, can you hear me at all? Yes, we can. All right, so Shane, while we saw all your internet is holding on for dear life, you can answer the question first, because Lord knows if you'll actually make it through the end of your answer. Before the internet drops out? Probably not. So do you supplement with collagen? And if so, do you count it towards your daily protein intake? No. No to both. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't supplement with collagen. Okay, so then you don't count it towards your daily protein intake, obviously. All right. There so we go. Me, Robert, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I have collagen in the house, I will use it. Do I count it towards my daily protein intake? No. Just like I don't count my BCAA or EAA supplement in towards my daily protein intake. So, you know, we've had a generic, like just a plain collagen peptides thing that uh, a brand has sent us. We've, I've used another company's uh, 
joint formula, which has, I think, 10 or 15 grams of collagen in it. I just look at that as a supplement, like the EAs I would drink during a training session or the creatine or anything like that. I'm not counting that towards my daily totals. Just because collagen, yeah, it's got some good amino acids in it. It's got proline, hydroxyproline, glycine, glutamine. It's got high levels of that. It's really low in the BCAAs, though. Um, I just I look at it as extra on top. I'm not going to count. So I'm like I'm not going to replace chicken or my whey protein shake in lieu of collagen. It's something in there that's additive that could have some extra benefits for joint health, for hair, skin, nails, uh, gut health, all that other good stuff. Um, but I don't look at it as a replacement for my typical daily protein sources I have. So if I throw an extra 10 to 20 grams on there, we're looking at what another 40 to 80 calories at most. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not batting an eyelash at it one way or the other. If it's got some benefits, great. If it doesn't, well, then it's just going to come out the other end and we're fine. So, but I think it's beneficial. Like the research on it, I think is solid. Um, so I'm not saying it's, it's not bad. Not, it's not affected by any means. I'm just saying I'm not going to count it towards my daily protein intake. It's, it's yeah. an extra, it's a supplement there to help and kind of boost everything up. So well, from, from my standpoint, it's not complete source of protein, so I wouldn't count it your overall like uh, daily intake as far as like protein. But I personally love, the, love collagen, and you know, I, I'm using it for like quite some time now, and I've I've noticed like a huge benefit when it comes to like skin health, gut health, and you know overall like well-being. It's 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 really it's really cool. And the first thing that you notice is on your nails they're like growing like a weeds man and it's it's just ridiculous how fast how fast they are growing and also like when it comes to like your, your teeth joint health also really good if you're like on a tight budget uh i definitely prefer bone broth which is like awesome and like a quick update when it comes to diet when you cook your rice cook it in the bone broth yeah, trust it makes me. It so much taste, taste so much better. It's it's so good. It's so good, and add to it like some extra turmeric, mm -hmm. so you will have gold rice. Damn, it's just it's just so good. But also another another product that I've been like using for like I would say like maybe two years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a product from uh, Gaspari Nutrition, as a matter of fact. Uh -oh. Bone broth. It's called oh, yeah, bone, bone broth. broth protein. Yeah, we've got a tub of that here. Yes, yes. I've got uh, vanilla, vanilla flavor. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's really smooth. And you can also like mix it up with yogurt or kefir, you know, and it's it's damn good. So, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. All uh, right. Do you discriminate between the different types of collagen, bovine versus fish versus eggshell membrane versus chicken? Uh, bone broth protein or sorry chicken broth protein powder and stuff like that or do you kind of just say i'll get my collagen wherever i was reading a few papers uh, and they were comparing you know the the different the different type of sourcing mm -hmm. and how they you know uh how they perform and honestly you know they got like you know they are pretty much on the same level as far as like performance standpoint yeah but they noticed that you know to gain the most benefits it's better to like uh, combine, let's say you know chicken, chicken you know collagen with some fish, uh, with some fish collagen and so on. So the more the more like uh, sources you have, the better for you in, in in the general. You know, so that's what I would do. I would opt for like for like a blend instead of like just one or two sources. 
Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Just like with your daily protein sources you would get in during the day. You're not just going to restrict it. You're not going to only eat chicken during the day. Well, unless you're Shane, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, what you got for the next question? Uh, so, speaking of a diet, I've got a question as far as uh, post-workout nutrition. So, what is your go-to snack slash meal when it comes to post-workout nutrition? I don't know if I have, like, I am so boring half the time. I, it's, Sandy and I have, since she's been home for the summer, we've, I've, usually I would just train in around 11 o'clock in the morning, and then I would just fix my normal lunch right after that. Mm -hmm. Over the summer, as soon as I get back from dropping the halfling off at daycare, her and I are, are, you know, we go for a walk around the block, and then we get right to whatever the, the training session is that day. And then after that, it kind of depends on whatever my mood is. It's, uh, we could be making bacon and eggs here. We could run down to the little diner that we like to go to for breakfast. It might just be a couple of protein bars if I have to hop on a meeting or a, a podcast after that. So if I have to have a favorite, like, I, we're, like I'm, I'm going to drift this more towards I just busted my ass on a leg day and I'm going to just kind of go for whatever, like health be damned kind of thing. It's probably going to be super crispy French fries and a burger. That's going to be the thing that I'm going to go for. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be like, that'd be my guilty pleasure meal <laughs> after a really hard work. I was just burger and fries because American. There you go. I think that um, I'm, I'm by nature, I'm not very um, um, disciplined unless I have to be disciplined. Uh, so if I don't have any goals, like specific, you know, like getting ready for something, you know, where I need to be so on point, then I'm not very disciplined. Like I'll come, I'll work out, of course, I'll, I'll do whatever's need, needed to be done. But in terms of like uh, post-workout meal, I know like somebody is like Lucas is probably fucking meticulous when it comes to it because he's so organized. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm jealous when it comes to freaks like him because it's so cool to be organized and structured and all that and i wish i was like that but i'm not so you know i i might actually skip post-workout meal altogether i might just not eat for a couple of hours at all which again i'm not bragging i think it's bad so you know don't take my advice it's not even advice don't 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 follow what i say uh but i'm just again being honest to what i do or don't do so it can be anything. It can be uh, chicken and rice. It can be a shake. It can be a burger. It can be McDonald's. Can well, not candy. I'm not big on that. It might be anything or it might be nothing uh, when it comes to post-workout meal. So I probably would be the last person to follow what he does. However, if I'm training for something, then everything changes. Then I am disciplined. Then I, I, am have, I, I do have a structure. I do follow a diet um, because I am somewhat of a carb sensitive person, especially, you know, if I have to prepare for a fight where weight cutting is important, mm -hmm. you know, and managing my weight, then I was extremely careful. So, for example, I would train in the morning and just like Lucas, I would train on an empty stomach. I actually love it. I don't give a shit. I don't need to eat pre-workout meal. Yeah, same for me. I'm a big believer in it. Don't give a fuck about it. And it works for me just fine. Uh, but post-workout, I would generally have... 
basically like steak. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not steak. I would have just eggs. So my breakfast, so to speak, would be my post-workout mm-hmm. meal, which would be mm-hmm. probably around like 11 or 12 o'clock would be my first meal. And in most cases, it would be uh, eggs and something like, a, you know, whole grain uh, bread. And that's pretty much it. Um, I count that kind of like you said about the collagen, where you don't count it as protein or something like that. So eggs and my whole grain bread, like three or four slices, that would be my post-workout pretty much necessity. Mm-hmm. But things like, say, for example, cheese or bacon with it, you know, with the eggs or omelet or whatever the fuck I have, yeah. I don't even pay attention to it. You know, those are just extras. And because I'm somewhat of a carb-sensitive person, like those fats, they mm-hmm. completely make no difference to my physique and, or changes or whatever. So that doesn't I'm, – I'm more into, like, how many carbs I'm taking, that would be important for my fat loss. So I would concentrate more on carbs, uh, carb intake, rather than protein and fatty intake. Uh, That would be always be approximate. I would not count or anything like that. So it all depends on, you know, whether I need to be structured or not. So I think the best probably person to answer this question, surprisingly, would be Lucas. What's your go-to, Lucas? You know what? Uh... As you know, I'm fasting, so uh, basically, it's not that I'm due to like you know like a type of a fat loss protocol or anything like that. I just prefer that kind of a, that kind of a thing. It works for it works for my schedule plus for my you know gut, and I also don't like to train on being like bloated or anything like that. So, yeah. so, so I I basically train on an empty stomach. But after I got home. I usually uh, stick to a protein and fat type of a meal. Mm-hmm. I don't eat carbs. I uh, simply uh, do a carb backloading type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, like my two meals, my first two meals of the day are usually protein and fat type of uh, meals, and yeah. the last meal of the day, which is like a dinner, then it's like carb heavy. So it's basically like a loading for the next day. So when I wake up. I'm like I have like plenty of glycogen stored, so I can uh, just like smash my my training session. But usually, my when it comes to like my post workout meal, it's you know uh, yesterday I basically had some fish, uh, also some eggs and some chicken breast. Yeah, that that was that was like uh, my um, my my meal. Today mm-hmm. I had something different. I had a collagen shake with uh, with the protein, and I also cooked some egg whites, and I put everything into one bowl and just like eat it like a soup, <laughs> which 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 was which which can be weird for some people, but that was I really, egg whites with all that other stuff does that work? Yeah, I, I really I really I really like that. So okay. it was it was that good, especially especially because the protein was thick. Mm-hmm. So so you you basically have this like. The, the shake this shake in a bowl you know and you put on top your egg whites and you mix everything up and it may it may sound sound like sounds weird but trust me the egg whites are soaking up with uh, with the protein yeah and when you when you have like a chocolate peanut butter uh, mm-hmm. flavored protein damn that's just like mind-blowing okay. so it was so it was damn good so yeah that that's that's me that works. Yeah, it kind of depends. Right. In the past, I've gone straight to a smoothie where it was the same thing every day. It was a cup of milk, a scoop of protein powder, dark cocoa mm-hmm. powder, frozen banana, 
some frozen strawberries, ice, blend the bitch up. And then that would, that would be my go-to meal because I was training in the morning, drinking the shake on the way when I was driving to the office. This was when I was still doing oil and gas stuff. Um, but that was, that was my post-workout thing every day of the, the week. Adding, adding to that, are you super meticulous when it comes to like, you know, your post-workout nutrition, meaning, you know, when you finish your session, are you like super, you know, stressed about like going straight to the straight home or like getting your nutrition done? Or are you just like relax, chill, and you can just like, ah, I'm fine. I will eat for like maybe one or two hours or something like that. Yeah, or you're but... like, okay, I need to pound a shake right now. <laughs> no, I, look like... I think when I first started getting into the whole fitness thing and understanding it, you know, back 10 years ago, I, I kind of bought into the whole, you've got to have the shake. Because I bought it, like Sane and I had started, got into this doing 90X. And so the second the video's over, they're telling you, you got to go have that that recovery drink. you got to go do that. And so the second we finished the workout, I'd run in the, the kitchen, throw in a scoop of protein powder, throw in a scoop of, you know, carbohydrate powder or whatever we were using, blend that up and give it to her and me and we drink it right afterwards. And then since then, you, you kind of start to understand if the body yeah. is not that sensitive. You st so... No, I'm not as uh, uh, obsessive of it as I used to be. So I'm, I'm much more relaxed now to work. Like Robbie said, up most mornings I wake up, I train fasted. I don't eat something till 10 or 11. By the time we get finished working out, doing all that stuff, it's, you know, it's fine. If I go six hours without eating, so if I have breakfast at 10, if I don't eat something again till four or five in the afternoon, I'm okay. You know, it's, it's whatever. I don't have a big appetite anyway, which is probably why I don't. I'm not really great at putting on size. I'm still a skinny mini. So, but, uh, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Shridhar. Andrew Huberman said he does a similar protocol of just having carbs in the evening. I heard him say that on a recent Joe Rogan podcast. I haven't finished listening to it yet, but I did hear him mention that. I also know that Ben Greenfield uh, is doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, I mean, there's something to do that. Just having carbs late in the evening, just a bolus dose that also jack up serotonin levels, maybe help you sleep a little bit better too. Um, yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed that once I once I started doing it, I just sleep like a baby, you know, and yeah. I feel much better. So yeah. yeah. And, and I think uh, what you said is like you know we're all using our personal kind of examples, you know, like. Um, what the treater just said, uh, you know, people tend to look into what these either gurus or internet celebrities or advisors are doing. I think once you have a couple of years of training under your belt and you kind of have a basic, and I mean very basic understanding when it comes to nutrition, yeah. I really think you should ignore everybody. Like literally don't pay attention to what other people are doing because it's so fucking stupid. I mean, it's just like dumb. You know, this one is doing this. He looks phenomenal. You don't know his genetics. You don't know what supplements, what special supplements he's using. You know, um, he's, um, there are so many variables that go into it. I mean, uh, you know, again, um, the three of us, we all been experienced in training. Uh, we know our bodies. We know how we react. We know exactly what we're doing. We have, I have a very good uh, friend of mine. Uh, great guy. He's 40 years old. He looks a lot younger than 40. Um, he is shredded. I mean, his conditioning is so good that uh, he could step on stage any day of the week when it comes to conditioning, and he would probably win yeah. shows just based on conditioning. 
And this is what he does. I mean, I, I usually, when he competed, he doesn't compete anymore. I used to help him prep for shows. Um, but uh, the guy eats carbs only around his uh, training sessions. Mm-hmm. So before training and after training, the rest of the day, he does not eat carbs. He does, I believe, 60 or 65 minutes of cardio every day. Six days a week, he does 60, 65 minutes of cardio every day. Um, when it comes to fat burners here and there, he will use uh, a pollen products. He doesn't use like clenbuterol or, uh, you know, or thyroid drugs or any of those fancy yeah. things. He will use occasionally a pollen, like I, I think he likes chaos. Um, he will use those. That's about it. Um, his water intake is good. He's pretty strict when it comes to his diet. On Sunday, however, you will be, I mean, even for me, who is a big eater, it's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, while I tend to eat a lot of junk food like pizza and, and burgers and stuff like that, he actually goes for sweets. Mm-hmm. So he will eat like, uh, you know, also pizza and sushi and burgers and stuff like that. But for most part, he actually eats a lot of sweets. I mean, crazy amounts of croissants and then pastries and cakes and, and, and chocolates. He eats a lot. I mean, massive amounts on Sunday. Yeah. But, uh, Throughout the week, Monday through Saturday, he's super strict. I mean, super, super strict. He eats carbs around the training before and after. The rest is just protein from shakes, from chicken, from fish. And that's the guy is absolutely shredded. Absolutely shredded. Now, would I say that this is the right way or, you know, that's the secret to success? I would say absolutely fucking no. But it does work for him. It does work for him. So rather than paying attention to what other people do, like, for example, you know, people are saying, oh, look, Honey Rambot uh, says that you should eat this, and Honey Rambot says you should eat that, and Honey Rambot does FST7 training and what what else. And I'm like, did you look at Honey Rambot? You know, do you want to really look like him? Because I don't want to look like him, and I believe he's probably younger than me. I want yeah. to nothing like him. And when he works with athletes, I mean, let's be honest, you know, there are other variables that go into programs and stuff like that. Yeah. So why would you pay attention to what anyone else is doing? You shouldn't even pay attention to what we are doing because we are nobody, you know, but we know Lucas knows what works for him. He knows what works for his body. And maybe it worked for me, but maybe it's not. So I think throughout years of trial and error, I mean, we all know basics, carbs, and we know fats, and we know good fats and bad fats, and good protein, and, you know, how much protein to take. We know about cardio. At this point, we have all the information when it comes to supplements that work. I mean, let's be honest. You know, is overtime, for example, biopollin something that you absolutely need? You know, like it's a, it's a need. It's a must-have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the only brand owner who speaks like that. It's not. You don't really need it. It's not a necessity. It's a luxury that you might benefit if it's a product that you're looking for. But it's not something you absolutely need to have on a daily basis as, you know, as like, you know, something like water. You don't need it. But you do know that you can supplement with a good protein source, like, you know, whey protein or casein or whatever the fuck you want to use. Yeah. That would be beneficial. Creatine would be very, very beneficial for you to take on a daily basis. A good multivitamin if you have to. I mean, I don't use them. But, you know, you might want to look into it. 
other than that, I mean, all the information is there. Why would you look, go and say like, oh, this guy is a fucking guru and what he's doing is the right way because he looks a certain way or his athletes that he trains look a certain way. So I'm going to copy that diet and I'm going to stick to that regimen because it fucking works. No, you're fucking wrong. It works for him. It might work for you, but you don't necessarily know. So, you know, I mean, that's the reason why I answered the question my way. Robert asked, answered the question his way, and Lucas answered his way. And none of us, again, are right, and none of us are wrong. Exactly. There you go. Sridhar, if I don't have a meal after my workout, I usually struggle hitting my protein goal for the day. What is your preferred post-workout meal, Sridhar? Well, we'll give Sridhar a second to answer. Oh, you got another question, Lucas? I got the last question. What you got? Last question, and probably, well, I think it's the best one. So um, this week, we saw on Stacked a big release, a reveal, I would say. So there's a, a massive collaboration. Which I had just pulled up, actually. I was going to actually go to this next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which Shane uh, said, so yeah, so Raw, Raw Nutrition and Ghost, uh, they uh, teamed up and they released uh, a pre-workout, which is like a com uh, combination of Tavage and uh, The Legend. And wanted to hear your thoughts about that. And also wanted to like uh, ask you guys what you think about you know the all these like brand collapse. Do you think it's good for industry? And you know from from consumer standpoint also, do you think it's 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 cool to see? And you know what what what's your general opinion on that? Because I also have my thoughts on it. But at first, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Well. Honestly, I mean, let's call it for what it is. Is that the best formula you have ever seen? No. Is that a good formula? Yes. <clears throat> is it something game-changing? Also, no. What it is, is is something to have a conversation that we are having right now. People will talk about this. Why? Because two popular brands coming together, that's something that is in the news. It's something that well, people will talk about it for five minutes. By next week, this is going to be a forgettable subject because uh, none of the ingredients are special. None of the dosing is special. Nothing about the formula is outstanding and, you know, breakthrough. It's just a little bit of legend, ghost legend, and a little bit of savage coming together and, uh, you know, and creating something that, you know, one brand is off popularity of the other one that's all it is it's a hype machine it's uh it's cool don't get me wrong it's cool because again we are talking about it so i think this is is it good for the industry no it's not bad for the industry it's not good for the industry it's not going to be something that we're going to be talking for months or years to come this is something that is just a cool concept that two companies did to kind of promote not each other for sure but to promote themselves um but uh, you know to say that this is something that everybody must have i think this is cool for the fans of the brands you know both brands i think it's cool for the fans it's kind of like maybe even collector's item to an extent um you know but this is not something that is going to be giving you performance better than 
any other pre-workout on the market. This is not something that's gonna give you PRs and set the records and whatnot. I think this is what it is. I mean, and you have to take it for what it is. It's a marketing campaign. It's a cool marketing campaign. It's a cool little bit of hype. I mean, there is a reason why this is not going to be a permanent product uh, because it makes no sense for it to be a permanent product. This is a limited something that's going to be, I believe, like in one store or something like that. You can only get it in one store or something. There is a very, very limited number of, uh, you know, of units that they released. And uh, again, it's something to get everybody like us. Like, you know, I saw Fitness Informant posted about it and he announced it as if it was, uh, you know, a new airplane or, 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 you know, or a new country or a new innovation. That's something that we've never seen before. But all it is is pure marketing and it's cool and that's about it. I think the formula is solid. I mean, it's yeah, you got, you got everything fully dosed and all of that. So, I mean, props to them because this is not a cheap formula by any means. I'd be no, happy to take this sucker for a spin on a workout. So, I think it's, you know, I do like the dosages of where everything's at here. Uh, this is interesting. You usually don't see potassium citrate called out like this on the label. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Overall, I like the formula. It's definitely not cheap. Yeah, but um, the formula's legend, uh, ghost legend, is not a bad formula either. Correct. And yeah. uh, and, and the savage formula is also not a bad formula either. And you can see them coming together and creating a good formula. It's a solid product. Like I said, it's not something that they should be embarrassed about. And you know, like we we've seen a couple of celebrities coming out with product that they should be ashamed of. This is definitely not something that they should be ashamed of. It's a solid formula. It's definitely a pre workout that's going to give you you know, exactly what you expect from this formula. Um, but is it something that's going to set a new standard or something like that? No, but it was not intended to either. It was just basically something to promote both brands. And I think they succeeded in that. Yeah, I, I like, you know, it, it's interesting that these two brands, I'd like to to hear from either Dan or Chris Bumstead or the, the owners of Raw, how, how this meeting of the minds took place because i usually don't associate these two brands kind of being in the same arena like dan i know he, he he's serious about training and all that stuff but i just you know raw is more of a bodybuilder's brand ghost is a lifestyle brand so i would just be really curious to see how this this partnership i'd like to learn the story behind this partnership and how so, that came to pass because that seems interesting to me i can tell you from what i know uh so this week this weekend mm -hmm. Uh, the three brands are doing uh, a pop-up, which is like, uh, you know, this thing when they will be uh, meeting with their fans and they will be offering, you know, this, not only this product, but also other products from other brands, you know, so like, uh, like a, I would say like, a, how can I say, like a mini expo or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so it involves three brands, which is Sibom brand, Roll Nutrition, Ghost, and Inaka Nutrition. So all these these three brands, they will have the, this this collab, and they will meet have a have a meeting in Miami. That's why the uh, the flavor is Miami Vice. Yeah. And that's basically it. So it's. From from a from a collector's I would say standpoint and also like a consumer standpoint, I'm sure it's it's gonna be you know a cool thing you know just to grab a top of it. But as Robic said, it's a limited re release. 
and uh, from what I've heard, from what I've gathered from Stacked, it's not going to be like a huge amount of tops that they're going to be selling. Uh, the only way is to get it it's all, is during the event, basically, just to to grab the the top. Yeah, of it's course, something fun know. to celebrate the the event. So I think that it's it's yeah. cool in that regard. Instead of just doing a T-shirt or something like that, let's do a pre-workout because it's a bunch of fitness companies. I think that's cool. Yeah, I just would like to know, you know, how much emphasis you know Ghost uh, and Raw played in the in the formulating the the formula. You know, whose idea was was it? Yeah, was it like you know? So Raw will take care more of the formulation, and Ghost will put more more emphasis into like uh, the look of the top and so on. So I'm just curious about that, because you know, from the marketing standpoint, everything looks clean, everything looks fresh. Yeah. And as you said, you know, also from the from the formula standpoint, I don't have like any any negative you know things about that. Is it yeah. is it better yeah. than is it better than like raw milk or something like that? No, I wouldn't say that, you know, because as, as Robbie said, and I agree with Robbie, it's nothing like super mind-blowing because they basically like stacked two, uh, two, uh, two formulas together, you know, but I give them, I need to give them like props for that, that they like, they have their like differences, but at the same time they sit together and they, they produced something like that, which needs needs uh, a positive uh, approval so so yeah shout out to these guys and but yeah i would like to hear some more details about about the formula and so on and but what are your thoughts guys as far as the as far as the the collapse and do you think that the industry needs more of them or do you think it's just like uh, uh let's move on uh Hmm. I don't think that the industry necessarily needs them. I mean, because the thing is, is like, if there's a need, what is need? Need is something that needs to be satisfied, right? Uh, so if there was a need for a specific product or specific formula, it would be on a permanent basis. So I don't think we need this formula. I don't think we need this collaboration. I think it's cool to see it in a moment. I think it's... Uh, it's cool for the brands because it keeps them in the news. Uh, I think it's cool from a uh, from a, uh, from a marketing perspective. But in terms of need, like you know, necessity, absolutely not. You know, um, both both products. I mean, individual products from these companies. Both products, I think, are perfect for the uh, market. I think that they cater to the market. They know the consumer. They know how to use. Uh, Bumstead, they know how to use Ghost uh, to promote to you know to their uh, followers, and their followers pretty much will buy almost anything from them. And they both both companies have solid products, and they kind of found what works for them. And I think you know I I can only commend them on on the fact that they know they market. They they not trying to reinvent the wheels. I think they coming together. I mean, I honestly like to have a little bit more fun with combining different products, uh, you know, together uh, and to see a little bit more fun with it. With this, I mean, you have a pre-workout and you have a pre-workout. I mean, if you think about it, uh, I keep probably both Raw and uh, Ghost 
in terms of like the market position, I keep them on the same level. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, not crap like some of the prop lands and you know that, that you have that that level, but they also not hardcore. Neither one of them is exactly a hardcore. I think Raw tried to play the hardcore card a little bit, but they as far as I can see, they backed off a little bit and they're trying to cater more to mainstream. So I think that they both kind of on the same level. I personally, and this is completely personal thing, would be very, very, very impressed to see a collaboration, say, of um, somebody like Jim Stepani and um, maybe Salicor or maybe, you know, somebody, you know, um, a very hardcore, hardcore brand going with something a little bit more mainstream where they come together. I'm like, okay, this I could not see. Because if you think about it, like Raw and, and Ghost, they kind of on the same level, even though it's completely different uh, companies. But, I mean, even the formula, if I showed you the formula and you wouldn't know whose formula it is, one of you would say, oh, this is Ghost. You would recognize Ghost right away. And the other one would probably say, oh, this is Raw. I mean, they're so like similar and they kind of blend together so much, uh, so much together. So, you know, it's not something that is an absolutely mind blowing thing, but it is cool to see. It's very, very cool. When I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. This definitely grabs my attention. You know, I might even get a top just for the hell of it to say that I got it. Will I use it? Is it my type of pre-workout? I don't know. You know, it, although it's a very nice formula. But I would really like, it's kind of like, it would be cool and totally unexpected. Imagine if Lamborghini did a collaboration with Kia. Oof. It would be like, what the fuck is that? I mean, it would be like either a very good idea or extremely bad idea. You know, yeah. the thing is, is like now, funny enough, people that buy in Kia and can only dream about Lamborghini and people from Lamborghini that, you know, they sell like a couple of units and that's it. It's not a mass production like Kia. People from Lamborghini, I mean, everybody would be shocked and it would be create something in the middle. It would be a phenomenal car, I think. It would be an absolutely outstanding car. But shockwave would be tremendous. It would be something like, you know, if you would have Mercedes collaborating with BMW, you would be like, oh, about the same level you know both luxury cars it's cool to see that they you know found something to do together and it's cool but if you saw lamborghini or ferrari doing something with kia uh, or you know one of those like lower level cheaper cars mm -hmm. and that would be fucking breaking news all over the place yeah so basically like two opposites opposites yeah, yeah. that's uh that would be very very cool that would be Is very that Cool. Of like two brands that are like basically let's yeah. say on the same level and then to do like a collab it's basically like one brand that is completely than you. I, I I have something for you you're gonna appreciate this. Imagine if fitness informant collaborated with price plow. It would be like, oh well, that's pretty cool, you know, both beep collaborating together. You know, but if yeah. you saw my little scoop collaborating with Price Plow, you know, that would be breaking, breaking news for three years to come. Yeah. <laughs> Robert lost his, all, all his hair. Yeah, he froze for a second. You see, I got his attention. He got speechless. 
his internet connection just got hacked. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, last call for any comments or questions from the Peanut Gallery. Uh, you guys, we appreciate you joining us as always on these weekly podcasts. Uh, if you're catching us on replay, you got any suggestions, comments, gripes, complaints for a future episode, put them in the comments below. Uh, shoot me an email, softboundengineer@gmail.com, or you can hit Robbie and Lucas at their uh, respective points of contact. Um, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share the video with family, friends, and loved ones. If you're so inclined, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast perusing platform you subscribe to. Um, I do forgot. We give, do we help? Do we help the other one who can't be bothered to show up on time? Do we? Do we? Do we plug his stuff or not? No. Fall. Yeah. Let's plug in. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to the WAC 3D podcast. Turn on notifications for Shane's site. Maybe he can afford some better internet next week, and we can actually have him on the podcast as well. <laughs> hey, you by by the way, uh, last week uh, I forgot to mention. Use that fat, fat, fat discount on the Pollen Nutrition site because we truly appreciate that. And also remember, we also supported by Body Shark and Dark Labs. So I uh, I appreciate these guys. They always uh, listen to our podcast. They support us. So yeah, shout out to them guys. And again, a uh, big shout out to Kay and Apollo Nutrition for also providing the the discount. Yeah, well, there you go. There's another one. Imagine collaboration between Dark Labs and Nutribio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look for that one. Up for that. Let's one. go. Or Nutribio and Jim. Ooh, now you're pushing it. <laughs> that will be fire. That will be fireworks. That would be funny. Streetheart in before the buzzer. Don't forget to subscribe to Whacked 3D notifications and podcasts for the latest news in the supplement industry. All right, my friends, we'll catch you all next time on the final scoop. Ciao.